0: hey 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 welcome to i got problems podcast guys thank you so much for coming back and joining us this week uh i don't even know where to begin i just want to do shout out to everybody everybody but you know at this point i'm just like excited to have you guys back with us if you're listening for the first time shout out to you if you're listening and you're like uh i can't wait for you guys to post your episode (laughs) shout out to you. I am excited that you're excited that I'm excited that you're excited. So um just all all around shout out to you guys. So today's topic, right? Like my rant honestly I guess I'm I'm a little more frustrated with the educational system of the United States. We all know how history is more like written or rewritten by how people, how the uh, system wants us to see it. If you've ever, if you've gone to school in the United States, if you've gone to middle school, high school, this is probably something you never even talked about. This is not even a discussion. I feel like I'm, I'm living proof of the fact that I've been through this educational system since middle school. And a lot of us have been there since elementary. And you can't even say you know much about this. And the people who do know about this is simply due to I will give credit to Black Lives Matter and due to just being aware of your environment nowadays. And now now that a lot of things racially are happening, a lot of people are educating themselves. And I'm grateful for that. I'm still angry that it took that long for me not to know about this in middle school, not to know about it in college, and not to know about it up until recently when I personally had to go do research on it myself. So I think that's just what's frustrating me about this topic. But the topic today, guys, is black wall street do you know what it is if you're listening to this episode and you're just like huh like question then you obviously need to stick around for the entire thing if you're still like i kind of know what it is we're about to drop some facts on you that you probably might not know i know a lot of people might might heard of black wall street and oh black people being affluent and you know something bad happened there and somewhere in oklahoma like you might have ideas but you might not know the entire story so this episode really first of all Break down what is Black Wall street okay so it's an affluent um black neighborhood uh in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and where black people that lived there were considered wealthy compared to today's um valuable assets and wages like they had money okay and although there were two airports, six families in that area owned their own airplanes. Do you hear that often today if they're not a celebrity? Like, I don't personally own my own airplane. My family doesn't own one. I don't know anyone around me that owns one. And that was a normal thing for that area, for a, a group of families to have so much that they could have their own airplanes. I think for me, I was just like... Mind blown. Like, that's amazing. And then what, what is the Tulsa Race Massacre? That happened there, of course. This is what we're talking about today. It's basically an historical event that took place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where a wave of racial violence destroyed an affluent African-American community seen as a threat to white-dominated American capitalism. Basically, they were like, you're richer than us, so, you know, you don't need to be here. And they were supported by the cops. And I think that's what blows my mind is that the racial tension was so tough that any little thing was a reason for this whole destruction to happen and they were supported they were supported by the entire community to come and destroy this black affluent community so i, I mean i could go on and on about that but we'll, of course we're gonna stop we're gonna bring stats and facts for you by the end of this whole episode but also points that i want to make is there are different accounts on what happened about the story yet As a result of the Tulsa newspaper, they posted a newspaper based on the accounts that happened. They made an inflammatory report and that caused the black... um black and white uh, armed mobs, I guess you could call them both sides, trying to fight each other, um, to arrive at the courthouse to basically fight the claims that were being made. Scuffles broke out, shots were fired, and because the black people were outnumbered, they headed back home to Greenwood, where the whole thing kind of took place. But the white people followed them back, and that's when everything went left, and all the looting began, all the destruction began. And one thing I wanted to bring up is that a a lot of these things tend to happen based on gaslighting of one white person saying AKA X, Y, Z happened. And then it didn't happen. But then before they could even figure out if it happened or not, shit hit the fan. So my, my reminder was, um, the Emmett Till case. If you guys remember Emmett Till was a young boy who whistled at a white woman and was killed for it even before any of this. And then they now had a case after his death and they still found the people who did it not guilty. And I think I was just like, when I was finding research about this, I just got angrier and angrier. And I was very angry about this. And if you've never heard of Seneca Village, Seneca Village is where Central Park now is. You guys know how big Central Park is. That used to be a place called Seneca Village. That was another place where affluent Black people lived. They had money. They had riches. They had important things. And it was leveled just to make what you now know as Central Park. And I mean, I think that's just insane to me, how people don't remember all these things. They don't see these things as important. And just like that, you know, you have certain things that you are, you know, and love today, but you don't know that it's built on the backs of, you know, black people and their blood, sweat, and generations are destroyed. So basically that, that's what we're going to touch on today. And I hope, you know, I got this out of my system. I don't want to get angry <laughs> I don't want to get angry again, but that's just like reading stuff like that. I don't know if about you, but like, it gets me angry. I I can't even, I can't even read a page of these things without like my blood boiling and like my blood, like my temperature rising of just like, this is just disgusting. How can you, but then again, slavery happened. So, you know, (laughs) it's not like I'm like, this is nothing new. It's just every time I read about something Taken away from innocent people who weren't deserving of it. It's just, it it makes me angry. But anyway, I'm going to throw the ball at Doyen. So I'll take a breather um, while she (laughs) does what she does. Go ahead, girl. (laughs) Now, and just say, like,
1: I mean, you should be angry. I don't think it's something that we should stop being angry about because um, till today, I don't think that white America has really made any reparations for this or acknowledged their part or their impact in this. This is a big deal. The first thing you always hear in the media and the news is Black people don't own anything. Black, black people don't amount to anything. They're thugs. They're this and they're that. And meanwhile, they're covering up this whole history of what Black people worked hard to do. And this is a reminder that this happened after years and years of slavery, mm-hmm. where black people were um, worked for white people without any wages and they were still able to come out of this and be able to construct something so big for themselves mm-hmm. and white america pays back by just erasing it from history so i think you should be angry i don't think it's something that you can just rant about and not be angry about i've mm-hmm. read this story so many times and i still get angry about it i've listened to it so many takes on it so many times and i'm still angry about it mm-hmm. um
0: so and i storyline i think a lot of people don't know about like the story they don't understand the, <laughs> like, the, like what really caused the fighting they understand that it kind of got leveled but they don't really know what was the scuffle that that was caused you know exactly so, that is you know, a
1: future going to know mm-hmm. um, but before we really jump into the content for today i want to as usual just want to give some shout outs to those that have reviewed our podcast. So for those of you that are listening, make sure that you continue to rate and review our podcast. we love to hear back from you. we love to hear what you love about the show and what you don't. Um, but let's get into it. I want to shout out Trojers81 for leaving us a review that said, great podcast, easy listening, fun content, and informative. I can't wait for the next episode. Shout out to 3.14 blah, 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 pie. <laughs> it's a bunch of numbers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing hosts, amazing content, worth the listen. Can't stop listening. I want to give a shout out to Made in the 90s podcast. Great pod with even better hosts, 100. Um, A shout out to Stephanie Sweet. She's intrigued. She says, dope show. Just started listening and I'm already intrigued. Looking forward to listening to more episodes. Great jobs, ladies. Thank you, girl. (laughs) Um, I want to give a shout out to DBSOF dope podcast with real conversations and my last shout out goes to hsbsbsdb
0: <laughs> <laughs> i
1: don't know that's why i just said the letters out loud I love this podcast this podcast is real and i love listening to the real perspectives take a listen you won't regret it Thank you so much for taking the time out to rate and review our podcast. We're always open to constructive criticism. Let us know what you love about the show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, let's get into our topic for today.
0: Okay, okay. Okay. So um, I'm still angry. That's obviously not going to go away. This episode. <laughs> um yeah, so all right. All right. Let me tell y'all the story. Y'all ready to hear this story. You know how to do that, Nigeria like, Story, story, story. Once upon a time. Sometimes. Yes. So, if you're ready to hear the story, okay, turn turn everything else down around you. I always say this, even though th- you, there's probably nothing else. Going- <laughs> there's nothing else going on around, but I'm just saying, okay. I want all your ears, all two of your ears for <laughs> this. All right. So here's here's something you you probably know or don't know, whichever. Educating you destroyed in tulsa okay so so this whole thing okay it all started when the whole town was destroyed and it was destroyed in tulsa oklahoma in 1921 okay 300 people died and 800 were injured and now you're wondering why why was wh- where where's all the destruction coming from why was you know this town or why was this area in tulsa oklahoma destroyed And why did all these people die? Let me just be clear, okay? I I believe only two white people were injured. When I say 300 died, 800 injured, white people were not involved, okay? This was just all black people. So here's what happened, okay? In 1921, Tulsa, Oklahoma's Greenwood District, okay, known as Black Wall Street, was one of the most prosperous African-American communities in the United States. On May 30th, Dick Rowland, a 19-year-old shoe shiner at a main street parlor took the elevator at nearby building to use the restroom. At the time, the white elevator operator on duty was a 17-year-old girl named Sarah Page. What happened while the two were in the elevator remains unclear, because he said, she said, yet it resulted in Page accusing Roland of sexual assault. Now, we all know where that's going. I mean, we all know uh, Emmett Till's story. So, you know, that wasn't even sexual assault. He just whistled, apparently. Now, although she never pressed charges, the damage was already done. The story made the front page of the Tulsa Tribune with the headline, Nab Negro for attacking girl in elevator. How violent is that? We don't even know what really happened. And the headline of the newspaper basically already said that he attacked her before anything is even taken to court. So he was basically proven guilty before, you know, his peers, before even being proven guilty. So while rumors were circulating that a white lynch mob was searching for Roland, um, he was probably trying to hide somewhere. A defense of white Female virtue was expressed as the motivation for the collective racial violence. So once again, they decided to go with the storyline of, oh, white woman was attacked. We're protecting our white women. How dare you attack white women? So we're going to destroy your entire livelihood. That's extreme. <laughs> like t- what? That I mean, I was reading the story. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then I get, I'm like, what? Like. I mean, everything that's been happening in history never made sense. So it's not like this is new. But every single time, it it never ceases to just surprise me. So um, according to accounts of people who experienced this horrible historical devastation, the police force also contributed to the riot, y'all. Now, we know what's going on. I mean, Black Lives Matter movement, police brutality, Black lives being killed. It's all related. So basically, this is just a different storyline, but the same path. I mean... The same thing is still happening years later. So the police force contributed to this riot by allowing mobs to gather at the courthouse for hours before seeking additional assistance. So they allowed the, the, the just craziness to ensue, basically giving all this rage and energy. To make it even worse, the police actively participated in the riot by giving local white people deputy power, by arming them. Imagine the cops giving your neighborhood people, your white neighbor, you have five white neighbors next to you, and the cops are giving them guns to come hunt you down and your people. Like, can you believe? I mean, I, I still can't. <laughs> Honestly, every time I read it, I just can't. So the police are arming people and multiplying the police force at night. Let's also remember, guys, this is what happened. This is where... um the Ku Klux Klan really started, when police started to tell white people to arm themselves to go catch slaves. Back then, they would white people, your neighbors, I mean, not neighbors, I guess owners, in this case back then, they would have guns and they would take their guns and take it upon themselves to police, which is why they have so much, I mean, with everything going on with the police force today, anyway, you can make your own assumptions. So the story just kept getting worse and worse. And overnight, they had basically created a whole force of white people with guns. So basically at this point, the, the police was now disregarding due process, right? They didn't get to take him to court, nothing. They were just letting the people go fight themselves. They were arresting black people and detaining them in detention camp. Like, this is Auschwitz. Like, are we really doing this whole detention camp again? We're doing, like, concentration camps right now? Like, it's just all the crazy shit that went on. I was just like, every single sentence, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. And mind you, throughout this whole process, no white person was arrested not a one white person was arrested during this riot. Black people were detained in camps. Then they also armed white people with guns to now go shoot down the black people who were minding their business in their town because some white boys accused, quote unquote, for raping a white girl without really clear storylines, except the newspaper that decided to take it up thumb on the to, to basically summarize what happened. And it just gets worse, it gets worse. Um, but Doyen, please, I want you to state the rest of the facts. I feel like you're more excited about the numbers. <laughs> Than I am mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm really excited about numbers. This is a horrible story, but um
1: I even want to just go back and say that throughout this you said like oh there was no due process or anything mm-hmm. like that. But what I want to point out is that this is an alleged story. The only mm-hmm. people that know what happened is the alleged Mr. what's his name?
0: Roland Dick. Roland and, and-, and the guy involved.
1: Yeah, no, the only the guy, the white lady and the elevator freaking mm-hmm. no because they were the only two in the elevator Mm -hmm. that I found out throughout the years is that nobody can even really point to and identify the individuals that were in this elevator they were never identified Mm -hmm. it was a hearsay story of Mm -hmm. people in that building said that this happened this lady said that this happened and it was that guy and nobody actually identified any of the individuals um, involved. That's all
0: they need. They were going to no. do these things anyway. They just needed a, a reason <laughs> to raid the town. You know how jealous they were looking outside, looking at these rich black people succeed? Oh. So, as
1: we go through this, just remember this. This is all an alleged incident. There is no proof of what happened in that elevator that day. We don't have the people that were in that experience to speak up and tell us what happened.
0: Mm-hmm. And so the no- newspaper ran with it. And that's where all this began. No. The newspaper just
1: actually knows what happened. We all have this alleged story. <laughs> um, so <laughs> if I can just go back and like tie this in, as we said before, you know, this is an affluent family. And we mentioned some of this in the beginning, you know, the average income of the black families in this area exceeded what we know is minimum wage today. So they were making more than some people are even making in this day and age, <laughs> you know, they were, they were rich, rich. And as a result of the segregation that was going on, having the Black Wall Street versus, you know, the regular mainstream capitalism, the dollar circulated 36 to 100 times and remained in Greenwood for almost a year before leaving. So they had really created this system, this intrinsic system of we, you know, make our dollar and we keep the dollar within the neighborhood before it even, it, it stayed within the neighborhood for a whole year before it even touched anybody else's hands that wasn't a Greenwood resident. And that is crazy. Um, and what is more impressive at the time, like we st- we said before, is that Oklahoma only had two airports. the ho- The entire state of Oklahoma-, Oklahoma only had two airports, but six families living in the Greenwood um, residency had um, airplanes of their own, which is again completely impressive for that time and that age. That is a lot of wealth. Um, and many people, and and many whites at the time that this was happening, remembered that at the time that this was happening not only you know were, we're black people like newly freed and everything like that you know there was still a lot of the racism that we ex- experience today but like concentrated there was still a lot of implicit bias about black people and 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 where we stand and what we're able to do and who we were and there were many white people that believed that they were members of a divinely ordered superior race so you know when we talk about white superiority mm-hmm. today now imagine yeah. having that exposure back then and where it was out and open and everybody knew that this was the case. There was no denying it. There was no, um, there was no politically correct way to put it. They were just straight up white supremacists. Um, and despite their, their inflated perceptions of themselves, there were three Blacks in Oklahoma worth a million dollars each at that time. Um, (laughs) a man named J.W. Thompson was worth $500,000. There were a number of men and women worth $100,000 and many whose possessions were valued at $25,000 and $50,000 each. That's a lot of money today. And that was way more money then.
0: (laughs) But now think about the generational wealth they would have built if that place was still existing and that would have passed on to their families and their kids. And today, I mean, it's just crazy how they can cut a line like that. Like, oh my gosh, it's just... Yep. Um, in Tulsa,
1: there were two men of color worth $150,000 each, two worth a hundred thousand, three worth 50,000 and four who were assessed at $25,000. So there was a lot of wealth going on in this area. Um, what's important to know is that by the time, um, the Greenwood district was burnt down and this riot happened, um, by the 1940s, the Greenwood District was rebuilt, but due to the inter- integration that occurred during the Civil Rights Era, it never reg- regained as much prominence as it ha- as it had back then. So, yeah, they dismantled a system that Black people had figured out for themselves. You know, when you're, you know, when we talk about oh, white people don't do this, this system isn't made for us, and, and such and mm-hmm. such, and people say, well, go make your own. Well, it mm-hmm. actually happened. Before, Black people actually stepped aside and made their own system that worked for them with superior quality education, with all the wealth that you could ever dream of, with the safety, with with, with culture, with everything that you could ever think of. And Mm -hmm. a bunch of haters, white haters, burned it down.
0: And you heard about how Trump was doing um, his speech in Tulsa, Oklahoma, like what, last week or like on Juneteenth <laughs> in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was like, what a slap in the face, yo. Like this guy's the most pettiest person I ever met. How can you decide on Juneteenth to hold a, a rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where this crazy thing happened? You're literally stepping on pe- on their graves. You're stepping on the graves built on black lives. <laughs> Yes. Of course, of course It yeah. wasn't even like That was definitely a guarantee Like how this is, The level of disrespect man He just keeps doing it Over and over and over again That's mm-hmm. why for me When I think about The black people Who support Trump I really just want to Have a sit down Like I don't want to judge you I just want to talk You know face to face Like why Just just tell me <laughs> Why and Please explain to me Because if you know Your history really I feel like it's enough For you to say common, it's, it's enough for common sense To kick in So if you know All of these things With your history And you're still saying you know, like imagine if he was coming to your own town in Tulsa, Oklahoma after all these things happened and you know your history and you're still standing over the graves of your ancestors shouting, make America great again. You know, like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I-, I just can't. I just can't. Like, it's just too much sometimes, honestly. And I'm glad that, you know, people are definitely learning it. Um, mm-hmm. But, oh, uh, another uh, one thing we wanted to bring up is the movie The Watchman. Have you seen it, Doyen? If- I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, okay. So let me describe it to the people, okay? Because in case you haven't seen it, I think it's available now on Amazon. Um, it's definitely it originated from HBO. It's available on Amazon, and I believe it's now on Netflix. So you have variable places, and you might be able to watch it on YouTube too. But the Watchmen, not man, nah, like M A N M E N. Watchmen, um, no space, one word. Uh, most people heard about it. It's basically about the story of what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Except they used the character the um, the whatchamacallit, the superhero character, uh, the blue guy. I forgot his name, <laughs> to be honest. But the, he was basically the main superhero, and they held a place in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it basically had to do with affluent black people basically trying to protect their town. And they all wore... It's funny because in that show, they all wore masks. Who knew that today we would be wearing masks as well? Like, I never... I mean, this show came out like a year ago. I think sometime last year or maybe the year before. Maybe I was just late. But it came out, and I really think that if you... If you're the kind of person who listens to the podcast and you like a visual, it's not a completely historically hundred percent accurate, but it does give you a visual of what, you know, sort of happened in that area. They even all the way to the destruction part of it, like the town being destroyed and everything. They kind of put in a little, you know, sci-fi into it. But if you like sci-fi, you like history, you like shows, you like, you know, superheroes, I definitely think it's a nice spin on what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So take a look. Um, and it it did come out last year, actually. Let me ver- verify my sources. <laughs> Shout out to the producer. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so because i can't keep up with these movies i just watch them and keep it moving um but yeah so if you want to take a look and watch it please do especially if you're the kind of person who doesn't like to read we have our resources are always available but if you if you're not a reader i'm not judging you either i like to watch stuff happen as well i'm not the oh i read the book i'm the i watch the movie person (laughs) so please take a look at that show and just get a quick view it's probably free if you have any of the streaming services but yeah like at this point um I'm still frustrated with this whole thing, but I feel like, did we get everything out? I'm gonna start asking, I want to ask a few questions, Dwayne. Do you want to say anything else about this before we ask uh, questions? I don't really have anything specific to say about it, no. Okay, well, I hope everybody got the main point. And like I said, if you want more information, we have resources. We don't want to you know, start listing all the facts or reading an entire article to you on this podcast, but we do want to leave room for discussion. Um, so my question for Dwayne is, okay, so I don't know if you, have you heard about Seneca Village at all?
1: I think I heard about it during this Black Lives
0: Matter. Right. And that's what I appreciate this movement is it's really educating people. Like this time, it's like, if you're not spend- if you're not doing anything else with your time, y'all, the least you can do is at least kind of break the shackle of ignorance. You literally just have to take some time to yourself and read. Read, learn. There are even short videos on Instagram that you can quickly educate yourself. That's why I found out about this. And I was like, are you kidding me? Another semi-Black Wall Street? The only difference is they didn't like burn them down, throw bombs, and shoot them to death. Like- and it wasn't like a large mass grave. They basically just slowly eradicated these people from their own small area and built Central Park over it. And what they, what they did was actually they lied about what was going on. Basically, it was just think about Black Wall Street again. They were affluent rich people living their lives, you know, making their dollars last. Except this time, what they now did was they now said, dang, we need a place to build a park. You know what the, what we, the perfect place? Seneca like Village. Oh, but ugh, those black people are there right now, man. How are we going to get them out? They now started printing stuff this is the importance of you guys need to understand the importance of what media media holds a huge power over us and i need you to understand not everything you hear on the media is correct no low key you've noticed that the media isn't covering the black lives matter movement anymore but that shit is still happening need you to statues are still being pushed countries different people in different countries are still protesting look down your city it's still happening just because the news isn't talking about it anymore and they're focused on the election doesn't mean it's not happening. The media has so much power back then, all they had to do was just talk about how dirty these black people are. They basically called them homeless. They said it was just an area filled with black homeless people who were just taking up space. So what they did was they literally came in there and gave everyone eviction notices and told them they had one month to like get out of there. They were like, if you don't get out, you stay, you're going to get you know mulled over. So you can stay or you can leave, it's up to you. And within a month, they came over, destroyed everything, and started to build Central Park. And today, people are like, I love Central Central park central park central park you're literally walking over people's l- like when they went back there and dig and, and started digging in the central park area they were finding artifacts they were finding expensive ceramic products that was only could have like the only way it would have been there is because rich people live there these things don't just show up back then they were like dating it back then and the only people who could afford these things were rich people yet it was it's under central park how do you think you get there you thought some white people came over there and, and just sprinkled it and buried it no Mm-hmm. They destroyed an entire town. So a lot of people don't know about that either. So I also posted a link um, as well in the, in the uh, description of this episode for Seneca Village. If you just want to take a time to just you know, study that on the side. It's also another important story you should know. But what I wanted to ask, Dwayne, is now, based on what we talked about today with the Black Wall Street and Seneca Village, when did you learn about it? Was it high school, grad school? Was it part of any of your history classes? When did you actually start to realize uh, this shit was happening or happened?
1: No, I started to... Um learn about this after college once um people started drawing more attention to police brutality and it started becoming an open discussion i would see on my social media pages people would repost it and talk about it so i googled it um to figure out was this really true because it was the first i had heard of it i was like wait what really is this true is this possible we're always told that black people don't own anything and so that's what led me to google it but if i had not done that i probably still would not have known about it until probably this year or something i don't know
0: and the sad part is a lot of people still don't know about it because they haven't done the steps you took to google it or even learn about it they could have heard about it and somebody was like black wall street and they're like huh i wonder what that is and they just you know keep it moving.
1: on the internet see the reason why i guess i took that step to google it a lot of stuff that circulates on the internet especially during times of like high and um controversy in our country is that people put a lot of stuff out there that's not true on both mm-hmm. sides or even if it's, you know, even if it's with, with the best intent sometimes they don't fact check so I was like I've never heard of this you know at this point I'm like 20 something years old I'm like how is this? Mm-hmm. but I was very
0: surprised yeah and so was I girl because when I was, and the thing is I I went to Howard bruh why didn't I learn <laughs> about black wall street at a historically black university okay part of the curriculum was african-american history like i don't understand it was a requirement and also swimming for you know stereotypical reasons so like swimming was part of the curriculum it was a requirement for almost every student unless you had some you know uh, health issue and african-american history so i'm like maybe I fell asleep that class. I don't know. You know, I won't, I don't want to throw fingers or blame anyone. (laughs) Maybe I fell asleep. Cause you know, I'd be tired sometimes, but it's just crazy to me that I didn't even learn it at a historically black university. It was post, you know, I learned it during grad school and not because of my white grad school, but because I also took the initiative to learn it. And also because I also found out through social media that this was a thing. So, you know, I hope a lot of you who are even thinking about it, please, if you're listening to this episode, before you get off, don't, postpone it another day. Do not be that person that's like, man, I really want to know about this, but like, uh, I'm gonna check it later. Or you save the link and you never go back to look at it take it literally doesn't take you that long it takes you like maybe 10 minutes to scan through the article and you will gain enough knowledge for years knowledge you can teach your children if you're not going to teach your children about this stuff in history books and school you need to do it you can't have your kids going out learning this white history learning about the white savior that's that shit is not real like they rewrite history all the time you can't you can't keep doing this we just can't honestly and then my other question is so Um, There was this uh, uh, statement in one of the articles. It said, regardless of the progress made by prominent African-Americans, American capitalism is structured to keep a white segment of society ahead of the remaining marginalized many, which is us. Do you think... So do you think the current Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter movement um, is significant enough to make changes towards closing that wealth gap that's been created through activities like destruction of Black Wall Street? Do you think there's a chance that we can close this wealth gap in the future and move towards equality? Or do you think like, what, what happened with Black Wall Street is just too late? Like, by that time, it's, it's too late to, to build. What do you think?
1: Right. Um, I think it's too late. I hate to be the pessimist of the situation but if if we're gonna sit down here and think that because black lives matter is now mainstream that all of a sudden united states will pay black people reparations and try and make up for it by um enrolling us in programs that allow us to catch catch up with the wealth i think that we're lying to ourselves i think the best that we can get is educating ourselves and for somebody to stand up and say I'm going to build the next black wall street. I literally think that that's the only way out of an oppressive system because people till today are denying that this is a thing that black people feel. Um, people, white people specifically are tired because they feel like they always hear this African American narrative because they're not listening. They're not listening. They don't understand. They've never been under receiving end of, of the disadvantage. So why would, why would they listen? Um, I think at best, what Black Lives Matter is going to do is it's going to alert people to their privilege. And those that are, you know, in fact, willing to speak up and to change their ways and to stop being a player in this game will step down and they'll try and make amends. But I don't think that that's enough to close the wealth gap. I don't think that that's realistic. No.
0: Right. And I and I pretty much agree with you on that one, because it's gone so far down the line. I mean, we have literally white people had 400 years of a head start to build multiple <laughs> generations of wealth. And while they were doing that, they were destroying places like Black Wall Street to ensure that we stayed behind. So how is that even possible? I mean, all they can do, like you said, is give reparations. You need to give people what you owe them, <laughs> what you stole from them to make them even <laughs> remotely close. Do you even huh? think when- that's going to happen?
1: like reparations oh no
0: oh no you know how many people, how many people have been yelling about reparations for how long, how long now you know you like, know yeah it's pretty much it's pretty much i don't know at this point i mean i'm hoping for the best you, you heard about how they gave one point something billion dollars to dead people in stimulus because they accidentally yeah. sent <laughs> why won't they give that to reparations if you already sent it to dead people why could you just give it <laughs> why could you white people will be the, the
1: white supremacists will start burning things down and oh start you're right kill black people again because they always they already see black people on the side of the street and until black people set us on fire for no reason now mm-hmm. imagine the government made us all black people billionaires you think the white supremacists will Woo! be
0: that sounds like a misery for a lot of white people that sounds like the worst nightmare war and- i think that that's what
1: if the government said you know what I want to bring y'all up to speed. All Black people, you get free land.
0: I think the whole the whole country will get burned down. Oh, my goodness. You know what? That's a, that's a horrible, like, vision in my mind. But sadly, I can see it happening. Because Black Wall Street happened. Like, yeah. oh, my goodness. It's so sad. It's like you want to be, you want to catch up to your peers. But if you catch up, it might mean that you're dead. It might mean you never get to live to see it. So, right. it's, you know, what do you do spend the rest of your life struggling to catch up or what? And then I think also with the black businesses and how we're pushing black businesses, I think that's the closest thing we can get if we're being yeah. honest. The is, is, yeah. Push black, black businesses.
1: Own push. community, Shop black owned businesses and just mm-hmm. be very, very purposeful with what you're doing just making sure that your dollar
0: is going into the black community yep, that's the great. same thing they did in black wall street where the dollar circulated 35 out of 100 times you need to make sure your dollar circulates within the black community way more times before it leaves you know the statistics show that black people have our dollar circulate like I think like five times within each person before it leaves to go. Mm -hmm. I think Spanish people have the dollar circulate like 10 times or something. There's a stat about, I don't know if it's 10 times 10%, something like that, but we're like the lowest amount of circulation. So once money gets into your hands, black people, it just disappears. This is right. why the wealth does not last. And this is why there's a lot of broke mentality within our community. And unfortunately it also has to do with just generational wealth and not being, not being you know given enough. You're born into poverty. How are you supposed to get out of it? When your uncle, your aunt, your mom, your grandma, everybody was in this situation as well. It's, it's a really tough shackle to break. So, you know, at the end of all this, it's, 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 it's all said and done. I really hope that you guys take something out of this. Um, and then I guess the last, um, few things we'll probably list out is the resources for you guys. So, um, do you want me to list it out or you do you want to list it out? I don't know
1: what you no, Well, no, sure, go ahead. <laughs>
0: okay. So, um, as usual, we always say therapy, get your, you know, primary care physician to check you out if you're, you know, thinking anything negative. Um, uh, better help at better help is on ig twitter it's literally at better help and you can also go on their website betterhelp.com um also at helping minds online also available in australia and u.s only it's also on ig at help at helping minds online and you can get help with that also your employee assistance programs those employees assist- if you have a job those employee uh, assistance programs they do offer those things i need to start taking advantage of mine as well because it's there and i've seen it but i i just have not done it and of course there's TherapyForBlackGirls.com as please please take advantage for the like these things are there for you please take advantage also better help is offering a free month uh free one month trial so once you it's usually um seven days so now they're doing one month due to the um black lives matter movement so please mm-hmm. take advantage uh please and also you get links to somebody within 24 hours and it's totally online guys better help is literally an app service where you're on your phone and you get all the help you want 24 hours facetime call whenever you don't have to go anywhere if you don't feel comfortable with seeing somebody and then um the links that we have is how to support black lives matter movement. Of course, if you're not sure we have a link, um, usually listed in our profile, but if it's not there, then just check the link in the, in this, uh, episode you'll see how to support black lives matter movement history of black wall street that is going to be all you need to know as well as the story of what really happened those two links will be available it tells you exactly what happened in black wall street basically a more detailed version of what we talked about today um and then the last link is a quick history of seneca village which i discussed briefly it's basically another story that kind of resembles black wall street without all the devastation it was just more like they just pushed black people out of town While they were, you know, doing good. And they built Central Mm -hmm. Park. If you live in New York, please, uh, this is important. Every time you step on Central Park, you're literally stepping on somebody else's ancestors and their livelihood. You're stepping on somebody's generational wealth, just so you know. That park where you walk your dog all the time, that place used to be where a bunch of Black people lived affluently, were rich, and lived their best lives. Until the government decided their lives wasn't worth living and built a whole Central Park over it. That you now walk through today and take pictures and selfies at. Just so you know. <laughs> so, um, and then with that being said, that's it for our episode. Um, yeah, I think we did pretty good. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like we didn't talk too much today. I feel like we got straight to the point. <laughs> Clout <with> for ourselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, we stayed on track. Just so everybody um, knows before we hang up or sign out, whatever. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button. Leave us a review. Let us know what you're liking and not liking about the episode
0: oh by the way i left a voice message um thing i turned on our voice message for anchor you can leave us a voice note of what you might suggest because i was like they don't really give us an option for them to send us an email we have an email on our page on ig but if you're listening to this somewhere else and for some reason you heard the podcast before you saw the ig then you can always leave a voice message of suggestions you know positives also welcome you know reviews also welcome and also suggestions on topics you might like to hear because we have lists but you want to be open to everybody else who's listening. So we don't want to be like, you know, one track minded. So that's open as well. But yes, five stars, everyone. Like you said, please, please. And thank you. <laughs> so, yes. Okay. That's it, guys. Thank you so much. And we'll see you on the next episode of I Got Problems. And then cute outside music. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay.